0: don't cause a ruckus is a completely fan produced show of the fan controlled sports and entertainment network the first ever open source professional sports league controlled entirely by you the fans if you'd like to watch live tune into our twitch youtube or social media channels every wednesday at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific now it's time for don't cause a ruckus with aj and jose ruckus
1: What's up, Internet? Welcome to Don't Cause a Ruckus, the sports debate show that tries not to take itself too seriously. If you didn't know, the show goes live on twitch.tv slash fan-controlled sports every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm your host, Jose Ruckus. Joining me, as always, is my arch-rival and good friend, AJ Kyle. What's up, AJ?
0: Not, not too much, man. Just uh, I went to the Hawks-Bulls game last night, as we were talking about beforehand. Uh, enjoyed that uh besides that not not too much man just uh just living life looking for a new job and living life that that, that's it you know so this isn't
1: this isn't a topic on the show it's just a stat i heard like yesterday have you seen this like the the hawks are like perfectly 500 yeah it's it's weird like like not even just like game score like they points and points given up it's like perfectly symmetrical in every It's it's insane. They're they're like the most mid team right now. Yeah,
0: literally, we are the most mid team right now. But uh, I I I take that as a good thing because like look at where we were before Quinn Snyder and like look at how we are now. Like we weren't mid before Quinn Snyder. We were worse than mid. So that's improvement to me. Like where would we have been? Had he been here at the beginning uh we're in the play play in like tournament so i'm excited
1: you could you could be far worse off um yeah we know this this is a live show we so you can be here in the chat with us just like uh, my guy project nerd hq is uh he does uh yankees morning brew over on the the kod network shout out to the kod of the fcf but uh giants my my san francisco giants opening day we went up against the Yankees. And uh, we took we took one of three of the series. The Yankees are a way better team than we are this year, for sure. I was yeah. I was happy to I was happy to get one, but they uh, they definitely rocked us a couple of times in that in that series, man. Shout out. Shout out to you guys. Uh, I, I saw your pictures. I saw, I saw you out there at the games. Salute to you. Salute to you. Um, yeah, man. Giants. Giants gonna be bad this year. Real bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be a long yeah. season, man. Ah, uh, see,
0: I, I, I understand the feeling, but I can't be like same because uh, No, uh the Braves are really good. good. Yeah, they're looking good. I'm excited.
1: I and uh, actually, you know what? I bet the Giants are going to be like the Hawks of the MLB this year. I bet we're going to be like mid 500. We're going to be super mid. mid. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: But see, that's the beauty. I, you know, people people make fun of mid teams, but I, I kind of love them just because they can go to the playoffs and then those are the Cinderella stories in the playoffs. The teams that are like, can they make
1: it? And they're like, those eh. are, Those are always the fun ones when it's like this mediocre team. The New York Giants, right? When they beat the Patriots, just like this mediocre team. Nobody thinks it's going to yep. be do anything. And then they just go on this massive run. That's always super fun. Um, I mean,
0: I just I just hope to see another uh, Trey Young in Madison Square Garden, because like for some reason, man goes off in there. Like He likes playing he- in New
1: York. <laughs> He feeds
0: off the energy. It's it's like he's New York's kryptonite, you know. And they're, they're, <clears throat> I'm going to say this: Knicks are playing surprisingly well. Uh, I don't think.
1: I think they've been up and down throughout the entire season. They are starting to really pull it together right now.
0: I, I really think that they're playing way above they should be. Uh, but hey, I'm biased, but I'm realistic. All right. Like, I know that we're a mid-team. I admit we're a mid-team. Like, Falcons are not good. I was excited when we were um, in the Lamar Jackson hunt. Uh, Trey is a dollar tree, Steph. I mean, I feel like Trey Young gets a lot of disrespect for a lot of reasons. The man leads the league in assists and has done it two years in a row. Nobody gives him respect for that. The man stepped up his defense game, which a lot of people said wasn't good. People praise Luca this year, even though his team is just as bad. It's the hairline. It's the hairline. That's disrespectful if it's just based off the hairline. But like, you know, when he's ranked 12th among his peers as like in the Eastern conference, as far as point guards go, that's just disrespectful. The man leads the league in assists. He's almost like top. What? He's definitely top 10 in scoring. And this is me not looking at yeah, the stat sheets. so no, but he's like, right it's, it's, the, it's the
1: hair, bro, because I I always love that meme of like the, the lollipop <laughs> the that's gotten lollipop dropped on it. the ground. Yeah, it's Honestly, perfect.
0: I, I I I I if that's the case, and I don't blame you if that's the case, <laughs> the man needs to either just go bald and rock it, or you know, just kind of get like a little fade going. Like he could rock like a little short, like you know like crew cut kind of thing i don't know if it's just purely based on haircut bro change it up man you need to get some respect in the league based off your cut like that's not good that's not that's not a good look
1: all right well let's get into this let's get into the show proper here because we don't have a lot of topics but i feel like each of these topics we're gonna be talking about for like a long time we're gonna get really deep today so let's start it off with probably what's been the biggest news story of the week um march madness It's all wrapped up. Uh, A whole bunch of interesting stuff went down in this fight. I thought the final was, for a blowout, super entertaining to watch. Uh, It's super rare that you get a blowout of a game that's also like really, really fun to watch. So that was really impressive. But there was some drama at the end of the game that everybody knows about. I don't want to just focus on the drama that happened because there's a lot of other things that I really want to talk about about this. But this is the place where we have to start um aj I do we want to start got... there or do we want, do want to start I mean? with
0: positives because like we can st- I, I i'm down to start with like let's do a sandwich let's do, okay. let's start off with a positive thing and then yeah. we talk about okay. and then end with a positive thing uh i'm gonna say this best like also first women's like march madness final that i've watched i loved it i think you're 100 right it was a great game uh just showed both sides how good the teams are. Even though LSU com- kind of commanded the ball, you can see why both teams ended up where they were. It was, it was, a, was a
1: strength and b- numbers situation with LSU. It was, where a, they just exactly. Had so, and coming off the bench, they had somebody putting up like 20 points off the bench. You just can't, you can't do you that, can't when you're, that when you're like a, I mean, it's not like, It was Clark versus the Worlds,
0: It felt like, yeah, like
1: Iowa has other really good players there, but it's it's that entire team goes through Caitlin Clark, so yeah, yeah, Um, they they were outnumbered for sure, and LSU did a a wonder like, oh, deservedly the the shooting, winning, unbelievable shooting that we saw from them. It was like, it was like watching the Warriors. We're just like, oh wow, every single person on this team can shoot. Um.
0: like shocking every single one yeah it's
1: it's not normally like that um this is no, yeah this is it, not only the highest viewed uh women's basketball final of all time it's one of the most viewed um uh ESPN plus programs of all time like this is this is outplayed the masters this is out this outplayed m- almost every game of the NBA finals last mm-hmm. year it's like People were engaged in this game.
0: I think it was totally what BC Lion says. There was a, a little bit of drama, but to me, I, I want to go back to what you were saying 100%. You were right. It was a battle of like David versus Goliath because, like, Iowa, if you look at the stats, Clark put up 35 or uh, 30 points in 35 minutes, and the next closest person was 13 points, and it was uh two other teammates, but then compared to LSU. And you have, you know, Williams, you have Morris, you have Carson, all getting 20 points plus, not even going alongside what Angel Reese was doing. And, like, yeah. she's normally just a superstar. She had an off night. Happens to the best of them. She got she into had foul teenage. trouble
1: super early yeah. on. And she just had to spend so much time on the bench. But that's the difference between the teams. Like,
0: had that situation happened to Iowa, it would have been even bigger of a blowout. Yeah. So you're, you're 100%, 100% right, I think. Yeah, it was just I thought it was just a great game. I think it was just cuz of the it was a battle of personalities, man. Like you what haven't was? seen that in a long time in the women's like March Madness. Uh, because I think there's and this is we're going to start getting into the bad part. There's like a stigma around, you know, certain people being expressive and i think we both talked about it last week i love it when especially female players get emotion like show emotion on the court get into it get like you know we we, we were applauding caitlin clark we got to keep the same emotions mm-hmm. when angel reese does it like i think i thought personally the only reason why anyone could get mad was because she was having a bad game like she should not be talking like any one of her other teammates that were having a great game Go for it. Pile it on. 100%. You're having a great game that day. Go for it. Love it. Like, but you know, Reese she she had, you know, 10 rebounds, she had a double-double. Not, not bad, but like not nearly the level of play Caitlin Clark was playing at. So, to me that's the only, if you have an issue, make it about that. Don't make it about anything else.
1: It's the Pat Bev problem, right? Yeah. The loudest guy on the court's like the eighth best player on the court. Yeah. But I mean but that's I mean, if, that's you know, know. I mean Angel Reese is, she's the she's the star at LSU. So 100%. I I'm willing to give her give her the pass. Of she's up there she's had a wonderful tournament. Oh yeah. Um you have to
0: give her a pass in this situation. They they won the exactly. final four. Like they won like, They, yeah, they Randis.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean so obviously we talked about this last week, right? There's a stigma for women uh you know talking trash in sports. Um, and I do think I mean it's I, at this point it's obvious what's going on here, which is that there's an even bigger stigma this is a a, a black woman talking shit to a white woman yep. and there's a certain kind of person who gets very upset about that and it's bullshit and um it's I'm glad that these people are like uh, are getting rightfully called out by yep. like everybody um this shouldn't have been a story it unfortunately was um but I do like that. It draws more attention to the women's game. I like that. I like I really like that. This is going to create these. They're going to be in the turn. Caitlin Clark's. She's going to be a senior next year. They're still playing college tournaments against each other. Yep. I want to see what happens next year. I want to see Iowa play LSU next year because you just you just know Caitlin Clark is somewhere like in the snow of the midwest putting up jump shots right now right she's doing like a
0: what, what, what a rocky montage sequence where she's just like in the snow carrying like a live like elk on her back just like trudging through the snow shooting with the elk still hung on her back just doing three free throws and three yeah. point shots
1: yeah uh, so i'm i'm excited to see what the future for both of these players is uh, there's such such great personalities. They might play, they, they literally, they might play. What do you think is better? That they play on the same WNBA team or that they play on other teams? What would be more interesting?
0: I don't know. Like I, genuinely, I would love to see, I think it would be a better storyline personally for them to be on the same team in the WNBA only because then there could be like a three team drama because we already know what's going on with like yeah. Going on with the two powerhouses we got going on with New York and Vegas over there. So, like, if we can add, like, a third or fourth team into the mix, that'd be great. I, I think it'd be awesome to see them, especially those two, like, with the history they have. Because I feel like it's mostly, like, it's kind of like Trey Young and Lu- Luca. Like, it's mostly media-based. I don't think they actually have a personal rivalry. I think it's purely media-based. I think this was just the heat of the game, them talking trash. You Everybody talks trash during the heat of the game. I would love to see them be partners. I think it would be a great storyline. Uh and I think they would be phenomenal together. Like can you imagine the two of them playing on be, the same side of the ball? It would be really good. It would really, be electric, really man. Good, yeah. Uh, like imagine the viewership numbers then. Like you got to think like these these two women arguably are the main reason LSU is a great team. Don't don't get it wrong, but these two women arguably are the reason why they had such big numbers and if they can translate that to the wnba whoo whoo whatever team lands them merch money man that's just the merch money
1: oh yeah Uh, selling jerseys
0: hoops i think you guys should try to try to poach some you know just do a little poaching so we're we're uh, giving you million dollars ideas here just tune in (laughs) to don't cause a ruckus you guys d's josh
1: you'll love us man the, you, you brought up the ratings and, like, the, the draw that these two women were to this tournament, right? To this, to this championship game. Um, and I want to touch on that for a little bit because I've heard this talked about a lot, uh, even on some of the shows that on this network, that it's, like, women's basketball finally has stars, right? And now that they have stars, they can start, you know, they're going to bring in more viewership and stuff. And I don't think that's actually the correct way to look at this, Um. Women's basketballs had stars. They've had big personalities. They've had excellent players, splashy players like these two. There's Asia Wilson. There's Brianna Stewart. There's Diana Taurasi. There's so many great players already playing who are amazing personalities, super entertaining to watch, talented players. It's just that finally the people showing the sports are putting them in prominent positions for the world to see them. Remember that like this is the first year that the women's tournament is called March Madness. It's true think about that like they've been operating really this entire NCAA, time yeah. without the branding that we all know this for it's yeah. women's sports don't get as much uh, media attention in just the marketing side of things so I I really hope I mean there's right now talk about wrong. the NCA splitting up and selling the women's tournament as its own thing I think they absolutely need to do that because they one look at these ratings, you're gonna make so much money if you do it. But two, if you sell it to ESPN as its own thing, they have to care about it. This is next time, they next championship isn't gonna be on ABC at noon, right? It's gonna be prime time. And that's what, that's what women's sports need because it's entertaining, they have the stars, just put them in prime time and the numbers will be there. I, I genuinely believe that, so.
0: I think there's also a level of uh I know my father-in-law says this but like you know the NBA has gotten so oversaturated with like NBA talent like star level talent and it feels like sometimes it's it's hard to you know keep up with all the drama too like there's a lot of drama where I, I feel yeah. like especially women's sports now there's like a like a nice focus on the game like actually like the level of skill that these women play with and it's it's a little refreshing you know like just i don't know for me i just really enjoyed it uh it was just fun and electric to see dude i I, i'm just i'm just enjoying like you said the fact that they're getting the attention they deserve and it's hopefully someday like you said they get the prime time spot it'll translate to numbers because i feel like it will
1: you know yeah uh, i'm i'm super happy about this cuz you you know me like i've been banging the drum about like the WBA oh, yeah. for like a year now just like everybody I've pay attention into to it because of you like yeah, i started been, yeah i've been telling everybody and now seeing this seeing seeing like people are like finally starting to get it like i'm super happy man because i i love the women's game and i think that this is this is huge and i think it's going to take it to the next level
0: yeah i think it's also sets a positive tone for like women's sports in general like man you can you can you know strive to be that and have everyone admire you like it's not just you know this niche thing like anymore like soon hopefully like these stands and stadiums will be full with you know viewers and fans
1: yeah absolutely well i mean that kind of leads into the next topic right because yep the mls has been struggling a little bit for a while now it's some of the teams there, they're like Portland or, you know, I think even Austin's really taken up their team. Mm-hmm. Those are really good markets where these teams really succeed. But the MLS has kind of been struggling in a lot of these cities. And now there's talk. Um, Messi and PSG, that relationship's falling apart. They can't seem to agree yep. on a contract. He doesn't want to take a pay cut. They're not willing to offer him more money. So he's now, I mean, the, the likelihoods are between Barcelona and Miami, inner Miami of the MLS. Uh, AJ what do you think about the probability of that and like what would that mean for the MLS
0: I mean I, I would love that I think it would be great but uh, I think he's gone on record to say that he's not going he's not going to the MLS like he, he you know Messi says that's far and away the last resort for him uh, I think it's purely just he feels like he's better than Ronaldo even though Ronaldo's on track to be you know score a thousand goals in his career, which no football player has ever done before. Uh he's also the like highest paid football player in the world right now. And I think Lionel Messi, he he wants that I'm the GOAT. I won the World Cup. This is over. Pay me and let me show the world that I'm the best football player in the world. So I feel like ego's getting into it a little bit. Uh he's not gonna go to the MLS. There's no way, shape or form that I see it like it, it happening i'd love for it i think it'd be great for the league but i genuinely don't see a way i think he goes to the arab soccer league before he goes to them no i
1: think he's i think he's pretty much said he he will not go to any of the the saudi or arab uh soccer leagues i I don't think he goes to i I think i think mls MLS. i think mls is the most likely you want to put like
0: uh we got to put like some sort of fan iq bet god Deez, where's our ability to bet our fan IQ during the show? Come on, man. We want that. We need that. We so want bad. that. We need it. Well, I, I, think if you look at,
1: I think if you look at the odds on fair, people are saying Barcelona is the favorite. Oh, yeah, but I think you look at I think you look at the history of Barcelona and their financial fair play, you know, situations. They've had a lot of sh- trouble with, you know, Some shady dealings, sh- shady dealings, making sure that they can actually pay their players legally. They've really yeah. struggled with that. And I don't see them being able to like really put together this massive contract to get Messi. Whereas if you look at what Inter Miami's offering Lionel Messi, it's probably the most lucrative deal of anything that he's being offered because they're offering him ownership in the team. They're offering him a huge stake in ownership and inner Miami's about to build a new stadium, which is going to skyrocket the value of that team Lionel Messi stand like this is like a billion dollar contract, essentially, if Lionel Messi goes for it just over time, how the team is going S- sports teams, they don't go down sports teams go up.
0: I don't know, man, like there's a lot of people tweeting out that, uh, you know, there's a monster deal for him from Al-Halil in <clears throat> the Saudi League for 400 million a year to make him the highest paying player in the league. Uh, you know, people are saying that the MLS has been ruled out. As much as it sounds great, man, I really don't think
1: that that's happening. People I, are I, saying MLS is ruled out because they want MLS to be ruled out. I people don't know, People don't man. want to see Messi go to MLS.
0: I would love it. No, no, no. This isn't no, coming from we me. Are, like, we're Americans. We <laughs> we're would Americans. like it. We would love it. Uh, yeah, man. Like I, I hope. I think it'd be great. I just don't see it happening, man. Like it's like, and, and I'm not, I'm not making the comparison that MLS is like USFL or anything, but it's like, you know, telling, I don't know. Like who's, who's uh, like Heineke that the, the Falcons just got just going up to him and be like, Hey man, you know, you can leave the, uh, you can leave the NFL. You got a cushy gig in the Like as a backup quarterback for the Falcons in the NFL, you got a good, you know, good contract, like 10 million for like what, or 14 million for like two years. That's pretty good. Or we can give you the same thing plus ownership in the USFL. Come on down. You think he's going to go? No, I don't think he's going to go. There's no way he's going to go. He's going to be like, I'm sticking to the NFL. And I feel like it's a similar situation. Like, yeah, he's a back, like, you know, yeah, he's not going to be at Paris Saint Germain. He may go to Barca, but it may not. He may have to go to like a Saudi league sure but hey he can still play with the big boys you know like he's still up there like you, you still, like
1: the, the 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 mls is a more prestigious football league than the saudi league is
0: i'm sure but they're not gonna they're paying like four times as much as the mls could like you know like 400 not, million a year is a not lot. if
1: you not if you take ownership into account if you if you take the ownership stake that he's being offered in the team he's getting paid way more if he goes to mls
0: I don't know, man. I just man. I don't see it happening. I really don't see it happening. Maybe maybe somebody in the chat can convince me, but like, I'll put a thousand dollars on the fact that he's not coming to the MLS. Like, it just straight up out here, like being bold
1: as crap Why with wouldn't it. Be like, so confident. I mean, we got I'm Zlatan. Pretty confident. We got the Zlatans. People didn't think Zlatan was gonna come here, but he did. Yeah, and then like left for like pretty quickly. Oh, he was here for like four years or something he was here for a while let's see okay he was at.
0: no he went back to ac milan just to end his career yeah he was here for what two years he was here for three years three years not even no not even he was only here for one year sorry excuse me he was only here for one year he was on la galaxy from 2018 to 2019 then was at ac milan he left manchester united uh i just read it wrong so he was literally in the LA Galaxy for one year and then left to go to AC Milan. Yeah, dude, he he was great, but like he does what a lot of like lower tier like athletes towards the end of their career does. Like he he came for a year just so he can get back. Like uh like Nene or not Nene? Uh, what was it? Nani was uh in Orlando for for like a year or two. Now he's back out in the league. Like they just use it as like you know a rehab year man like that's the year it's like we need money give us some money and then we'll get back to playing the big boy league because we can relax a little down here like that's don't how they look so, don't, at it
1: don't be so confident i, See, I, I B- think
0: bc line is like i'm right yeah
1: no i disagree i think i, th- I think mls right now is other than bars i think it's the most likely i think it's between mls and bars i would be genuinely surprised if he goes anywhere else
0: get ready to be surprised buddy
1: I rarely am um, <laughs> <laughs> that' was the most confident thing I've ever heard uh, let's talk about our next story here because Andrew Wiggins uh, is on his way back for the Golden State Warriors um, the Warriors have been kind of struggling this year they have like the worst road record in, in the NBA they're fantastic yep. at home but terrible on the road AJ's Andrew Wiggins the thing that's going to set the ship straight for the golden state warriors as they head into the playoffs. I don't
0: know. I want to say yes, but I, I don't think that he is that missing spice. I really don't think so.
1: He was I arguably think their best player last year.
0: He was hundred percent, but I still think that like, there's something about golden state, man, with those three in Steph clay and Draymond, Something about those guys once it hits playoff time, man. They just come alive. Like the whole team comes alive behind them. I I think it's going to be a team effort. I think just having Wiggins back into the fold may be, you know, enough to make them better. But I don't think he's like in and of itself going to be a game changer. I think that Actually, I'm going to I'm going to like I'm gonna rego that. He's gonna change Golden State enough to allow them to play better and do better. But I don't think that they're going to be drastically better. He's gonna be like what they need to get to that next level. But I think they had what they needed within him. I don't think Wiggins is gonna do too much except open up the lanes because it just allows a person to you know attack once <clears throat> without Wiggins in the lineup. They were missing like somebody to attack the rim. They have Clay and Steph to like drop out, but that's kind of what Wiggins' role was. It was like drive into the lane, pass out if he's too overwhelmed. If not, he can take it to the hoop, and then Draymond's there to dish underneath the basket too. So to me, it just opens everything up. It just makes more breathing room. You know what I mean? So I- I'm going back on what I said.
1: For me, I think Wiggins is the thing that's going to let Golden State be able to win a a series on the road in the playoffs right now they 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 are terrible on the road and you can't if they're not the super high seed which they're not they're just not going to be able to get through a playoff series that they have to go play on the road i think wiggins is the thing that changes it because wiggins is arguably their best defender right now he's excellent on defense he was the best defender last year um he's the best two-way player that golden state has and he's been out for a significant time at this point Uh, i do think that he's going to be the i mean I think Wiggins is going to make the difference to, I think, with him in the lineup, if he's fully healthy, he's fully ready to go, I think that they're a Western Conference Finals team. Not a Finals yep. team, but I think that they can make it to the Western Conference Finals if he's healthy and good to go.
0: Yeah. No, I went back on my word and I agreed. I, I talked myself out.
1: <laughs> you started going and you are like, ah, I don't know. No, yeah,
0: no. And then I was like, you know what? You're Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm going to say this, though. I do respect how the... uh Warriors organization handled Wiggins being gone. He was gone for a personal family reason. They never disclosed what it was. Mm -hmm. And they apparently never will. And I like that. I like that they allowed him. They gave him the time he needed. It seemed like they welcomed him back wholeheartedly. And, you know, even with the struggles that they've had, it, uh, it feels like they didn't hold it on him. They were just like, hey, it's on us, man. Like, you needed to do what you needed to do. And, you know, we're here to support you. And that's great. Like, yeah. shout out to the Wizards or, or wow, Warriors organization for doing that. Uh, genuinely class act. Uh, is how all sports organizations should handle yeah, situations and, like
1: that. You know, we've seen in the past with the NBA that that's not how a lot of these teams handle those situations. No, no. Like, I mean, you look at, like, I mean, say what you will about Ben Simmons. I think a, maybe he has handled that situation really poorly, but the teams that he's played for have also handled it extremely poorly. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, not a
0: huge Ben Simmons fan, but like I, I have to, I have to agree. Like you have to have some, some give some of these players some grace and allow them some time to like get what they need as far as mental health or family health. And give it, give them the proper time.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, let's just get to our next topic here. This is arguably one of the bigger topics that we have this week. Uh, we joked about it last week that there might be. A sale of the WWE happening before WrestleMania. It didn't happen before WrestleMania, but it happened almost immediately after. Um, I thought it was during. It was after. Okay, I saw it afterwards. Maybe maybe somebody had it uh, during. But um, Endeavor is looking to purchase WWE and merge WWE and UFC together into one company. Yep. AJ, what?
0: Ah. If I'm being honest, I think this is like from what we've seen so far, I think this was a last second play for Vince McMahon to control and keep control over the WWE while also selling it for a butt ton of money. Like it's the best of both worlds for this man. He's uh he's getting a lot of money for the sale and he still has it seems like he been given creative control back to him yeah, as a whole of WWE and that's not great for you know wrestling fans as a whole but uh it's great for the McMahon family if that's a good thing yeah
1: yeah this is interesting uh I'm really not interested in uh WWE that has Vince McMahon involved in it anymore so this is a thumbs down from me um, also, I don't like the business practices that UFC does. I think they're also pretty bad to their, uh, I, I guess, legally, they're not employees. Same way with the WWE, but they're pretty yeah. bad. Both these companies have really fought against uh, letting their uh, performers unionize or like get any kind of, like, kind of, essentially medical any care. power within the industry at all. Or, like, um, extensive medical care. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad it's Uh, so it's it's two bad companies coming together to make something probably a lot worse um both heads of these companies are now um they're both people who have assaulted women not great not 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 a good look yeah so this is just um this is a big no for me on wwe i think if if this whole deal goes forward vince mcmahon's back they're all working together I, I think I'm just like straight up done with the company. It just seems like every single couple of years, WWE finds a way to get worse and worse and worse.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I I'm sure peanuts not really enjoying this if he's even listening or watching. Um, but that's kind of why I was so excited for AEW. Uh, especially cause like at the time I was like really training, and working hard to be like a, an indie wrestler. And I saw, you know, people that I trained alongside get a lot of opportunities from AEW and the dark matches and elevation matches that happened before, you know, r- the dynamite and rampage paid like tapings. So for me, I, I always saw AEW as like, hey, these guys champion the little guys. M- they may turn them into jobbers on their like YouTube programming, but. You know, it gives them an opportunity to get in front of the crowd and try to re- win them over, and that in and of itself is an art. WWE has never done that ever in like anything. For maybe some house shows, they call some local talent up, but they have to be the cream of the crop. Whereas, like I've, you know, the t- you know the better, more experienced, you know, athletes within my academy got these opportunities, but it wasn't who was the most popular. It was genuinely like all the top talent in my you know academy got opportunities by aew so i I think as a whole you know i was genuinely excited for this is you know aew coming out just because they champion the little guy something wwe rarely does and it just shows you exactly what it is with this uh with this signing and this uh you know deal and merger that they don't care about any of the wrestlers this is just a business to them this is just money to them and vince mcmahon keeping control keeping you know a job but also making a butt ton of money on top of it bro can you imagine anything better for this man he's so happy i just feel bad for triple h because like you know he 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 did a good job i i have to admit it i was I, i i'm a big aew fan it's been said before it was just said but like I was a little nervous he was gonna poach some AEW guys because like he was turning up, he was doing good in the few months that he had full control. Uh now it's just like you see like Bailey leaving, you see how they buried Cody Rhodes, you instantly switchblade Jay White was who was a huge phenomenal star over at New Japan. He was going to sign with WWE and then changed his mind after all the news came out. Like it's just it's not good for the sport. It's not good for wrestling as a whole.
1: Did you watch WrestleMania this weekend? I did. Yeah. What'd you, what were uh, your thoughts? Because I didn't. I didn't end up checking it out. I was too busy.
0: So <clears throat> I think I had the same like response that the majority of the internet had, uh, and it was like, "Night one, great. This is awesome. Like they they did a really good job at WrestleMania. Like, oh my god, maybe this is the new era of like WWE being good and." AEW being bad and then night two came around I'm like oh no this isn't how it should end and then I watched raw yesterday or like I think it was yesterday yeah raw yesterday and I'm like wow they just really just gave Vince McMahon everything and let him run and I just like it it was like hi low oh my god this can't get worse it is way worse like that's just kind of how it felt i haven't Um,
1: seen any of the reporting about this but do you think that the ending of wrestlemania was changed as soon as vince mcmahon got back in do you think it was supposed to be that cody goes over roman and then vince got power and was like roman doesn't lose can't have roman lose I I I don't know.
0: I don't want to say yes. It feels like that was the case because like I don't think I think you know WWE missed out on an amazing opportunity because you're never gonna get a baby face as over as Cody Rhodes was at WrestleMania. Like it was storytelling to its like most poignant point. Two major wrestling families, one who's absolutely hated by the entire WWE Universe because he's been cha- universal champion for almost a thousand days compared to the guy that they poached from their rival company who was the son of one of the biggest WWE stars in history to come back because he, he literally made AEW. You took an owner from a rival like label, brought them over, built them up to this huge historic comeback when he was getting booed and having his weight belt thrown back at him at AEW, it's the perfect fuck. You, excuse me. F you to Tony Khan that he could have had. And, uh, like he ruined it. He, he completely ruined. It. And then he had Brock Lesnar come in and beat the man for like 10 minutes on raw and then flip off the crowd. It's just like, that's the ultimate F you. Like that's literally You know, Brock Lesnar and mostly Vince McMahon flicking off Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes saying, hey, I'm still in control here.
1: What was the point of the entire this like entire thing with Cody and Roman? Really? What's the what's the point of this entire thing with Roman if he's not going to lose at WrestleMania? I I don't know,
0: because to me, I always thought WrestleMania was like, am I wrong in thinking WrestleMania is like their like biggest pay-per-view?
1: It's supposed to be. It's the, the capstone of the, the year of story of wrestling. And you get to WrestleMania and that that's so guy ties it all together. That's the ending. Yeah. And then you get a new year of wrestling.
0: Yeah, so, I I don't know, man. Like you gotta I,
1: have Roman lose it. What's Summer, Summer, Summer Slam? Slam?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently. I don't know, man. There's arguments that to be made that they're making Cody Rhodes like similar to like the 2012 like john cena run but like don't re like if if they're gonna do that that's poor storytelling like don't rehash something that's only 10 years old like that's just like really it's also
1: is anybody interested anymore
0: no like no they lost their opportunity like as much as people want to say that like cody wouldn't have had a good storyline it's better and more fresh than what we have now. You could t- like test it out. If he's bad and he doesn't do well, turn him into a heel. If he's still bad and they don't like him, take the belts away. Well, that's but also like,
1: that's garbage. Like uh, he wouldn't have a good like. If you can't come up with a good storyline for your champion, it's not that that's hard. More it's not like wrestling's this really complicated storytelling thing. No. The storytelling's pretty simple. You can come up with something for your champion to do for a couple of months. Yeah,
0: and like just think like there's it's so easy. Like he's a he's a face. Just give him some bad people to deal with. Oh, like the bloodline is after him still. While he's like getting charged by you know Dominic you Mysterio just, and the like. Comes, all those he guys. He comes out you know? on
1: Raw and just goes, "Hey, Roman's been championed for over a year, right? So many people haven't got to have their champion their chance at a championship this open entire time. Ch- Roman's like, been here because challenge. he's been yeah, open challenge." everybody gets to come kevin owens front of the line let's go you get a champ oh, yeah. monday night raw after wrestlemania championship match with kevin owens
0: they wouldn't do kevin owens because he's like the new t- universal tag so that's the nice thing the usos oh, no, you, he's, going and he's going kevin to lose he's going to lose but you just yeah. have him come
1: out and you just have him cody rose just goes out wrestles a bunch of dudes and then eventually you see which one sticks yeah and then there's a rivalry you can build. Like, yeah totally this, yeah, it's not, not like wrong. this stuff is hard I watched no. a lot of wrestling. I know what it's like.
0: <laughs> or you could even go the other way. Like you could have Cody Rhodes help, like Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, if they try to like extend yeah. that rivalry out, and then have him like fight with those guys. And yeah,
1: then you, it'd be you, the you Edge, a...
0: Cody Rhodes, and Rey Mysterio against like that whole team, which is like Damian Priest and like Finn Balor and Dominic Mysterio.
1: You and have that's him do a, a heel one. turn halfway through the year, whatever. Yeah, Just... it's instead, like instead. Instead, we get like six more months of Roman.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, you know, if you know, there was a, a vote on the FCF app today about, uh, you know, if we should do fan controlled wrestling. And I think right now we've just proven that we should be front of the lines for the writing squad of that. Like just with <laughs> that storyline alone that we just wrote right here.
1: Right I agree. Here. I agree. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should do I don't know if you see, kind of kind of funny does a um they have their own like fake wrestling yeah. organization that they do through uh 2K. Oh yeah. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should write some write some wrestling for the 2K. Put it out yeah, there for the people.
0: That'd be really fun actually like you know have uh like fans make their own character like try to get your own picture on a CAW, like a character like worksheet and like flatten yourself out 2D take your face up Really do your best and like make the most realistic version of yourself you can, and we'll do a fan. I, it wouldn't be fan controlled, but it would be fan wrestling, right? Well, I were guess fans. they can control, we're in
1: control
0: Well, yeah, or we can like invite them on to play themselves, I guess, and like have yeah. a major tournament.
1: Something to think about. Something at, to think maybe, about. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen in the future. Uh, speaking of things Sponsor that might happen. The, speaking of things that are gonna happen in the future, AJ.
0: Floating cars? The trailer,
1: the trailer for the Barbie movie <laughs> dropped yesterday. Oh, yeah. AJ, I really liked this trailer.
0: OK, tell me why you really like this trailer. I want to know. Um, Can you show
1: me? It's this the, a commitment to the style is one thing that I really appreciate in this movie. I like the look of it that like everything in their world is like toys except for them. If you, yeah. if you pay attention, like the freeway and stuff, it all looks like it's put together with like plastic toys and stuff. I like oh, yeah, the like it. the roller skates that
0: Ken holds up. Yeah,
1: I like that. Yeah, I like I like the color
0: palette. Uh, Very bright paint. Bunch, Very of, bunch of
1: great actors here. I-, I will watch anything that Ryan Gosling's in.
0: That's hilarious that you said Ryan Gosling because there's, you were right, there's a treasure trove of amazing actors that they have in this. Shockingly... Like so, like this is a movie about Barbie, and they have like, gr- like
1: an like A list celebrities all
0: across the board, and multiple multiple A <laughs> list celebrities,
1: not just well, one. The 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 team behind this movie is actually like super impressive because it's um, it's Greta Gerwig who did um, uh, Lady Bird and Little Women, so we're mm-hmm. talking about an Oscar nominated writer director, and then she wrote it uh with Noah Baumbach who. I don't know if you're familiar with who Noah Baumbach is, but like if you go not through his his catalog, he's a really famous film writer. It's, he writes really sad like relationship dramas, like okay. movie, movies that are like guaranteed to like make you cry. So this movie is gonna like not be what anyone's expecting. I really think that this is gonna be like a, a pretty wild movie i mean i'm i
0: guess i'm here for it i think the thing that like stuck out for me the most was like there's like a very like i'm a big movie nerd when it comes to like specific scenes and like the way they're shot and stuff and like after working for the fcf and shooting uh terrell owens getting out of his car with his foot touching the like the floor every single literally every single time he like came into the building there's a scene exactly like that in this movie, but it's the opposite. It's like where she takes her like slipper off or her like high heel off.
1: Oh, and and her her foot stays up,
0: stays up because that's what Barbies did. Like I had an older sister. She had a ton of Barbies like that. That is a vivid memory to me. It's like, why do her feet stay like that? So like, I, I think you're right. I think it's like awesome that they're keeping it to, oddly realistic like toy like representation but it did seem in the trailer like the ending was a little funky because it's like welcome to like the real world or whatever it was like that and then like all of a sudden like you know the colors became a little more realistic less hyper like colored and blue there's a shot of
1: will ferrell in like an office somewhere there's some kind of twist happening in this movie i really want to know what it is yeah. Um the comedy also just really the comedy for me. Yeah, I mean yeah, Will Ferrell's just, just amazing. But like the um the the uh, I'll I'll beat you off or whatever they were saying oh, at the end of the trailer. Beach. Yeah, the I'll beach, beach off.
0: I'll beat you up You want to have a beach off, bro? I'll beat you off. I'll beach off both of you. <laughs> I'll beach off both of you at the same time. Yeah. Like yeah that's
1: uh the comedy here is uh really hitting for me or just like when uh she asks him like um did he bring his roller skates and just holds up his roller roller skates skates. i bring them everywhere yeah i'm interested man
0: yeah you're not wrong it's funny i think i just have like a dumb sense of humor though like my fiance is we re-watched scrubs recently and like i'm a huge scrubs fan like great show to a point where like, I could almost say like every line from every episode for the first two seasons or four seasons or whatever. Um, but th- <laughs> there's a scene in one of the last seasons because the last seasons were car- garbage, I didn't watch them all. Uh, where they run into a character called Dr. McToots, <laughs> and I can't not laugh every time I hear the word McToots.
1: I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get you. I, I uh, and- yeah.
0: And like, I feel like this is the same type of humor. So I'm like, I'm here for it. Like, you know, I'm the type of man that'll laugh at somebody when they say duty. (laughs) Like, bring it on.
1: Okay. Well, this is perfect, AJ because you just gave me a perfect topic for our next segment, which is off the top three, the game we play every week. AJ and I are going to make top three lists off the top of our head. I've got a topic for AJ. AJ's got a topic for me. Neither of us know what those topics are. But AJ, I want to know what are your top three Scrubs episodes?
0: Oh, okay, perfect. Uh I'm I, I know the top two off of my head like instantly. First one, like my number one is uh there's one with Colin Farrell, and it's like I think it's called yeah. My Irish Brother. Um, and it's season four, something like that. Uh I I just love it because when I first saw that, I was, like, in high school. Like, I think I was a sophomore in high school. I was really kind of, like, depressed. Uh, always wanted to be a musician. Didn't think I could do it. And I saw that episode, and there's something that he says along the lines of, like, you know, um, you know, you got to live life, lads. Like, you you gotta drink a beer with breakfast you gotta take the ugliest girl home you gotta like you know you never know what life will give you once you open your lap and embrace it and of course it's like oddly sexual and like you know it doesn't have the best tendencies but like the meaning behind it to me kind of like resonated in the fact that like you know if you just open yourself up to new opportunities you don't know what life will bring to you and i loved that to a point where like i tried to make that my like senior quote and they had to like change it cuz it was like obviously not not pc um so like that one was huge for me uh then there's one with brendan fraser and that one i just really loved cuz like the character of brendan fraser uh, like represented and that was great like there was this whole episode where like you know they didn't think he was actually dead like and then he dies the, uh, where do you
1: think we are right now
0: yeah, that, that episode is just great. Yeah. Like it kills me. Uh yeah, um, every time. Oh, dude. Yeah. And then uh I'm gonna say the, the finale, not season nine when they're like interns or like no, doctors. The, that, the like, episode it, My Finale. My finale, yeah, yeah. That one I think gets me just because like, you know, it ends in such a perfect way. Zach Braff is such a good, like, you know cinematographer and the fact that like he thinks about everything he shoots and at that point he's he'd done garden state he had done a lot of really artistic things and to like have him like help direct that final scene with like uh i think it was, like his name was like bill lawrence yeah. or something um the two of them together really came together to work on that final like episode And the ending is just perfect to me. Like it shows like him and Elliot's future together, potential future. It shows like the past and how he got there. And it was just a very good, you rarely get, especially nowadays, you rarely get a perfect finale on a great TV show where it like wraps it up in a, in a bow and ribbon. And like, you can just be like, okay, I'm happy with that ending. I'll walk away with that. And I'm going to come back time and time again to watch it. And scrubs to me did that. Like, it was the exact opposite of Lost, you know? <laughs> so I, I think those are my top three, yeah. Okay, um, I like
1: the list. That's a solid list. All
0: right, now I got to go to you. Uh, since you're ex- so excited for Barbie, I, I have to go. And there's. it seems like there's a lot of, like, movies coming out about, like, old school games and video games, like Super Mario Brothers yeah. and all that coming out. Give me your three old school art and like power rangers coming out to old school action figure toy or board game or video game. You want to see a movie being made out of. And if you can put a director behind it.
1: Okay. um, I would like to see, I know that like this series kept going, but I, I mean, just start with the original metal gear for like well, the NES port of it. Metal gears, quite bad, but make a Metal Gear movie. Give me a Metal Gear movie. I want that yeah. so bad. Um, let's see. Action figures. I would like like a really good He-Man movie. I know the TV show that they did on Netflix a while ago was supposed to be OK. It, I never Smith really one? checked it out. Yeah, but like, yeah, give me a live action He-Man movie. I think I would really enjoy that. Um, and then. Hmm one's kind of tough because I didn't have I didn't have too many action figures I was a Lego guy and they already made the Lego movie The Lego Lego movie fantastic um but I would go for like a Donkey Kong movie probably okay yeah would you want Seth Rogen to continue in the role of Donkey Kong yeah like if they just want to spin it off from that movie and do a Donkey Kong movie that'd be fine uh, I don't know if you remember, like back in the day, there was like a Donkey Kong cartoon on like, on, like Fox yeah, yeah. or whatever Saturday morning cartoon. I remember liking that quite a bit. So Is that right? yeah, give me give me that. I was expecting like a like a Sly
0: Cooper or like a, a Ratchet and Clank kind of thing. So,
1: see, okay, so I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have a PlayStation when I was a kid. I didn't uh, have, I missed the, like most of that PlayStation. I didn't get a PS2 until very very late. So okay, I missed out on a lot of like that era of like the oh man. when there were like a lot of like really cool mascots and stuff just to yeah. have it crash bandicoot maybe i could go for a crash bandicoot that could be a fun one i feel like that i feel like crash bandicoot let's be real
0: it's a, that's a little weird like what was he on like he he was on some sort of drug right like he wasn't just naturally like that like you got to address hmm. that in the movie Yeah, you could, you could you
1: could explore that you could you could go yeah. deep with that Just make it
0: like a noir, like just (laughs) dark drug filled. (laughs) (laughs) Serious movie.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's Don't Cause a Ruckus. Uh, It's a sports debate show that tries not to take itself too seriously. It goes live on Twitch.tv slash fan controlled sports every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um Thanks for everybody who's watching in the chat. You can also check this out on your podcast services. Just go to the Fan Controlled Sports feed. It's also up on the YouTube. Give us a like and a comment there. But until next time, try to keep the ruckus to a minimum. This has been a presentation of the Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. If you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us, please reach out at content at fcf.io.